Welcome to Medically Speaking Radio. I'm Dr. Mark Vaughn. And I'm Larry Finney. I'm a doctor. And I'm not. Let's get started. All right. So, Larry. Yes. We're back together again. Again. And, and this time we have a guest. We do for like the second or third time. Uh, that is true. Uh, although most of our current listeners probably won't remember him in this our guest is a gastroenterologist. Most people don't remember the gastroenterologist if they go through the procedure, right? They just kind of go to sleep and hopefully we'll, we'll get into that. But as you said, or we'll get into that. As uh, you said in another show, it's actually the anesthesiologist they really don't remember. Yeah, yeah, right. If they did their job correctly. Yeah, yeah he is a gastroenterologist, uh, Loma Linda University trained, and did medical school in New York, and now has been practicing in Grass Valley for many years up at Sierra Endoscopy. Dr. Kevin Hill. Hi, thanks for having me again. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk colonoscopies and, well, well, well you, know, you know what we ought to talk about, just general. What do a gastroenterologist do? How, how would a person know, how would a person well, know they need to see a gastro? Well, if you eat or poop, you're probably going to have to see a gastroenterologist at some time. See. Well, and we so, all know that children's <laughs> book, every, everybody poops, right? That's right. Is that one in your waiting room by any chance? Oh, we don't see kids, but the adults really appreciate it. Yeah. I have one copy in my office. So. Do you really? Oh, that, I do. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's everybody right poops. there with uh, yeah. you know, uh, Grey's Anatomy. And, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We took those classes concomitantly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. So, in, in a nutshell, we treat anything from reflux disease, uh, screening for colon cancer. We treat hepatitis, take care of liver problems, fatty liver, a multitude of things. Yeah. So, anything with the digestive system. So if you've got mouth to anus, if yeah, you got, absolutely. we call it butts and guts. Oh, okay. okay. That sounds nice. So, so if, you're, uh, if your innards are giving you problems, if you've got belly aches and that kind of thing, you'll probably get referred to a gastroenterologist. We both hesitate there because there's oh. so many other things that cause bellyache. And... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's like a, uh, opening up a big can of worms. Yes. Yeah. Abdominal pain. No, okay, yeah. so so it's uh, it's some large it's, workup. It, yeah, it's getting getting to the the base of the mystery. There's other things you have to eliminate first, and then well, I I didn't mean eliminate in that which, sense, which, <laughs> which which is my job. If I'm doing my job correctly, the people that shouldn't be seen, Doctor Hill won't, and the people who need him will. Okay, all right. You are the gatekeeper. He is the gatekeeper, and we appreciate it. But, oh, okay. See, I, See, I like it saves us time because we'll have patients who say. You know, they'll call in and they'll say, refer me to such and such specialist. Well, have we evaluated what you want to be seen for? Well, no, it, it does this, and so I want to see this specialist. Well, let's have you come in. And then you find out, no, it was a completely different system of the body. Right. They didn't know because they, they weren't a doctor. So, Dr. Hill, the last time I saw you was, was virtually, it was, um, I saw the long form uh, <laughs> oh, yes. YouTube video. Oh, the unedited version. The unedited version of Dr. Mark Vaughn's. Yeah colonoscopy yes and that was it was kind of epic that was a work of art it was i think you saw the unedited version i did i saw that i I had a smile on my face (laughs) yeah i I, I kind of thought it'd be hard for you to do because you were through it and it's your line of work and it's not all that interesting or original for you to experience no it it was it was not for younger audiences Uh, you know it's particularly the the prep phase I, i thought you would just finish by you know, it, it was painful to watch you chug down those big jugs of whatever. Uh, I, I didn't know he filmed that, you know. So. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, but then he had to take us to the uh, uh, 
conclusion of that. And I thought, well, that was, uh, yeah, I don't know if we needed to. But, but what it does is anybody contemplating the, the, the situation is going to know exactly know what, what they're going to do. So on that, I just finished watching a 17, 18-minute YouTube video of Will Smith doing the very thing that you did, taking oh, people through the whole colonoscopy. But he, no, no, he was not as... Um, he wasn't working blue. He he was not as unplugged as you were. <laughs> I mean, he just he, he he described it briefly. Was it more like our shortened version? Or I, I guess so. I guess okay. so. And and in his case, he they had his doctor found a precancerous polyp. Okay. So he decided to go put this whole thing. It was a a vlog, or, or a vlog. Yeah, he's probably yeah. fifty now too. So yeah, he, did, he had just turned fifty. In fact, this was uh, August of twenty nineteen. So. Yeah. You are in the celebrity status. Oh, absolutely. You right know there. who else is uh, turning 50 uh, in a month? Mm. Your favorite one, Ron Swanson. Oh, uh, Nick Offerman? Nick Offerman. Wow, one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll film this colonoscopy. Well, then we've all had our colonoscopies in this room, so That's it's right. all very good. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. in a really good place. So I really should put, you know, because you talked about that video, and it, I, I do, I, I think it's great. It actually is, it. It is, and I think, I, so I hate to say this, but it's actually better than Will Smith's. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I do need to tell our audience, there are two videos, and we will put a link to the one that you guys saw, the extended cut. We'll put a link to that in the description of this podcast. With the warning, there is a public shortened version that is appropriate for general viewing, and that the extended cut, we're also putting the link to, as you both said, it's not for everyone to watch. <laughs> so screen yourselves, people. So I was confused that in watching it, Dr. Hill, it wasn't, it wasn't immediately apparent to me who is in control of the anesthetic. So typically what happens is this. It's done with conscious sedation. That doesn't necessarily mean you're awake. Conscious sedation is kind of how wisdom teeth may be pulled, it can, how knee scopes are done. So what it means is you can breathe on your own. And if we stimulate you by saying your name or tapping you, you can't respond, but you probably wouldn't remember anything. Whereas general anesthesia, you're out. Oftentimes you have to have someone breathe for you. That's just a general sense. Okay, so uh, there, was, there, was a, a, there's, there are points during this in which uh, Dr. Vaughn is clearly... Um, uncomfortable. Yes, uncomfortable. So, and you say, you know, basically turn up the, turn up yeah, the drip. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of what happens... You know, some people come in and they say, yeah, I don't want to take very much. And it's kind yes, of the kiss do. of death. <laughs> yes, you do. And because when we're like, oh, God, here we go. It's going to be a heavy hitter. So uh, you give medicines a little bit at a time because you can always give more, but you can't take back. So you start out with dose and see how people respond. And I'll just say, how much of that do you remember? I, I remember the start. Yeah. But I really don't remember much, much after you realized, oh, he's, he's filling it. Yeah, and then it was. Then we just yeah. Because what happens if you're not comfortable, even subconsciously, and you're moving around, you're bearing down and makes the procedure harder. Okay. And if I hadn't seen the video and edited it and spent all that time with it, I don't even know if I'd remember that. Yeah, it's um, people don't know, and so they bear down, and you're like, oh, here we go, give them more, give her more, and then, yeah, you know, you can, and then you can do it easier. So, so besides colonoscopies, what takes up your time, as it were. We see a lot of things. You know, we treat inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, 
Um, a lot of liver patients of varying causes of cirrhosis, you know, for instance, alcohol, there's hep C, there's fatty liver now, which is second leading cause of cirrhosis in the country now after hepatitis C. What causes fatty liver? Fatty liver, multitude of things. Some of it is we don't eat good. Yeah. Um, some of it can no, be... No, no, we eat, we eat good. Yeah, we eat too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need, so a lot of it helps with high cholesterol, you know, obesity. But then, you know, if you drink too much, you can get fatty liver. A lot of diabetics get fatty liver. Yeah. So it's just something we have to watch. I keep hearing this. There's a commercial. It's more like a PSA that's on the air that says, uh, talks about something called EPI. You know, talk to your doctor about EPI. I don't know if that, is that a gastro yeah, it's, uh, insufficiency yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's pancreatic insufficiency essentially. So we're now telling everybody that they want enzymes. Everybody wants enzymes, but um, you know, mo- a lot of diabetics. If you're a diabetic, there's a good chance you could have that because it does affect the islet cells, and so sometimes you need help with digestion of fats and other things so so that's really all it takes to deal with it is it's pancreatic enzymes yeah Yeah. and so if you've had chronic problems with like gallstone pancreatitis multiple times or your alcohol and you've had repeated attacks you could have some pancreatic insufficiency and require enzymes to help you digest uh, fats for sure what about probiotics are those a waste of time or those uh, a legit thing so like anything more isn't necessarily mean it's better. And so probiotics have been shown, actually they've been studied in ulcerative colitis. Uh, one name brand in particular called VSL number three, um, in high doses, that's been shown to actually improve ulcerative colitis. Mm-hmm. And that one comes in a really high High dose, dose. yeah. It comes in multiple doses, but the one, you have to have the high dose for it to be benefit in ulcerative so, colitis. So what is it? It's just, it, does it enhance your gut bacteria or what, what's going on there? So essentially, it gives you the good bacteria uh, as opposed to pathogenic. It replace. So for instance, a lot of people who go on antibiotics will take a probiotic so they have less risk of getting C. diff. Now, hasn't been a lot of studies on that, but a lot of people do that and they say they feel better. Uh, you know how a lot of people get diarrhea with antibiotics, they tend to say it goes away quicker with probiotics. That's actually something I'd like to ask a question about. Yeah. If, if we're giving antibiotics, and we're going to be given a seven-day course or a 14-day course, depending on what it's for. Does it make sense to give probiotics with antibiotics? No, um, because you're just killing them anyway, so you're wasting your money. So So the antibiotic is killing the the, the good bacteria. Yeah, it kills everything. You know, it's uh, in that spectrum of coverage, but uh, it's best just to wait till you're done and then start taking it would be what I would do. I'm glad to hear that because I've been doing that. Perfect. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's why he's a good guy. He doesn't send me stuff that isn't already worked up. See? Oh, yeah. thank you. That's what I asked you to say. Nice. Well, you look like you have a question, Dr. Vaughn. Well, it has nothing to do with GI, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it's, have you been receiving any, uh, any fan mail or, or calls about your latest... Our, our latest podcast that we uh, put uh, out. I have not, not to my knowledge. I haven't, I haven't checked lately. Yeah, we should let Doctor Hill also know about it. It's uh, Larry discovering his roots, my roots, unexpected yes. roots. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, uh, uh, the short answer is, uh, you know, I've lived sixty some years without knowing I'm half Chinese. So, wow, uh, here we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anybody hearing this podcast, that would have been like three, three podcasts back. I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fresh to us. So. It is. It is. And to me, I'm new at being Chinese. (laughs) 
So how has your life changed since the knowledge? Um, not not radically. Um, you know, I, I don't want to redo that. I was going to say it has to be different. <laughs> yeah, but it has to be different. I you know, discovered new cousins, but actually not discovered. These people were my friends anyway. Uh huh. So now they're cousins, and I've also uh, become a, um, a a board member of a local um, Chinese cemetery. Uh, not cemetery, but uh, <laughs> well, that too. But um, uh, museum is the word I'm looking for. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So, so actually, I did have another question too. When we did my procedure, yes, uh, having the cameras in the exam or the uh, endoscopy suite, was that fairly unique for your staff to deal with? Absolutely, because uh, unfortunately we had the smaller room, so it was a little more cramped. Oh in there. my goodness! Yeah, we didn't have Not the uh, uh, the big room, but. Uh, no, uh, they, they hadn't never seen that before, but I pre-warned them. I go, okay, look, I'm going to play this video a couple days before you came. I go, this is what he does. Yeah, that is him at a high school getting cut on. By his, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So they all were prepared for uh, you. Do, you. do you know about that? Oh, when, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you went to the, Mr. Schroeder's class. To the local high school and had a, something. System Didn't you have Gwaine? Uh, yeah, Gwaine took it out in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> and they go. What's wrong with him? I go, no, he likes this kind of stuff. <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's strange, yeah. Sure. Well, you, you say that. What's wrong with him? Uh, but yet I look at people who can, you know, uh, just do their own taxes, yeah. give insulin to themselves, and I think, how can you do that? Yeah. Well, honestly, I did. I had my colonoscopy done with no sedation. Did you? Zero. Really? Yeah. You did yeah. your own? Uh, that would be interesting. <laughs> oh but my goodness! There is someone who did a study with that, and he did it on a stool. I guess he was bored. Oh no! And, uh, oh yeah, I don't recommend that. No, I had one of my partners do it, but uh, yeah. But you did it with that sedation, yeah. Do you remember uh, it being painful? Um, only once or twice. Um, is this because your partner is especially skilled compared to no? Because of the, the really skinny people have harder colons to do than some of us who are a little bigger than others. You see, so you're so nice. Wow, but you, you, you went into it saying, I'm not going to well, take any... Or, or was it all hooked up and ready to go? Let me be fair. I had the IV and I had my wife there in case I wasn't able to. It's just, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. So okay. there all you right. go. All right. And your wife, she, she gives people IV medicines? My wife is actually a nurse as well, okay. but she okay. doesn't work there. She, oh. she, she, was in, <laughs> she works at Auburn Faith. So. Okay, so... And so you saw my wife, Leanne. Yes, I did. What going around with the uh, so the Leanne video. wasn't concerned about you at all. She was concerned about camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling her what was going on, and she's like, "Am I in your way? No, you're fine." <laughs> she was so cool to do that for me. Oh, it was it was just very well um, produced and filmed. I mean, just at different angles well, and the edits. You, you know, I had to make sure he was the last person of the morning because oh, we so went into time. the afternoon. But so you know, sorry. it's okay. No, yeah. so it sorry. didn't slow us down. And I apologize to your whole staff too. They were like, fine. I knew I drew that out. He wasn't yelling. Lot. He was yelling, "Cut! Let's take that one again or whatever." Yeah, he Wait. did want to start over again because he thought he missed something. We said, no, that's okay. <laughs> Everybody go back to your places. One time through was enough, yeah. Going full Martin Scorsese here. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to take it again from the paddock flexure. Ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, smile. Yeah. Now, normally, okay, so in you the in video. You in the corner. You in the corner. You need to smile more. <laughs> in, in the video that we're talking about, you had a, uh, a big screen or, a, or whatever projecting the... Uh, the actual what the camera saw yes. with, with the yeah. the colors, big, big video screens. Yeah. Yes. Now is that 
normally there for you? Yes. Okay, so that's the only So yeah. back in that's the old days, um, they had these fiber optic scopes and they had an eyepiece. Now, if you can imagine wow. bending down and as the scope got closer and closer, your face got closer and closer. Yeah. Oh. So probably not my uh, idea of a good time. They probably Pro elevated the tables. Oh boy, yeah, that's danger. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of lower back um, problems. Yeah, right? yeah, that well, <laughs> yeah. An that would be the least of your worries. <laughs> but uh, the video screens is how everything is done. Yeah, now. yeah much better. And then they tried the virtual reality Oculus Rift, but that just didn't go over well. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, because they'd have to keep turning around. <laughs> To see, to flight. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, what if you do it in the, in this day of COVID and social distancing, right? You just have someone else do it, and you sit in the outer outer room. Well, we tried that <laughs> garden hose and flashlight didn't work so good, so uh, we actually have to have people come in yeah. to get this done. So. so, so someone listening who might be wondering, you know, uh, they are either facing a colonoscopy or yeah. contemplating doing it or whatever. Uh, the, the the question everybody wants to ask, right, is the scope. How far in does one go? And you know. So the simplest yeah. answer to that, your colon's about as long as you are tall. But wow. because it's twisty and it turns, um, you don't quite have to put that much scope in. Okay. So typically, about eighty centimeters go in to a person, and so there's two and a half centimeters per inch. So you can do that math. So that's about that. I can't, but it, <laughs> yeah. So, so are we talking like four or five feet? Four, at least four feet. Okay. Zowie. Yeah. yeah. That's why the cocktails that we give you are good, so you can get through it. Yeah. And, and one thing we didn't capture that I thought, oh, just maybe possibly we'll get it, is in some people, you can see the light. Oh, the light through, reflux, yeah. Through their abdomen. I think he makes mention of that in the, in the actual tried, video. Tried. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to look. We tried. Uh, you see it sometimes. If it's, is it because I'm too fat? Is that what? It is? Yeah, you're you're so obese. I can, uh, <laughs> no, uh, not at all. Sometimes there's this other tissue in front of okay. it, muscle or. Uh, oh, thank you. There you go. See, I'm scoring points. <laughs> there you go. I'm getting paid for this, didn't you know? No, never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness! You've been so generous to give us the the colonoscopy, yeah. and and uh, and the podcast. So we, we really yeah. appreciate that, Dr. Hill. I just think there's. Um, People need not to be scared of it. I think having colon cancer is scarier. And if you're in your 50s and you go, oh, well, no family history, nothing going on. Men, 25% of you will have precancerous polyps with everything normal. And women, it's about 20%. Yeah. So, a, okay, so that's a pretty high rate. It, it, and as you collect more birthdays, it goes up. And so it's better to know and deal with it because what you don't know can hurt you in medicine. And that's why we do screening. So, so catching it early, what's the prognosis on someone like that? Well, if you catch it at polyp stage, it's great prognosis. But what happens is we still find colon cancers, but we find them earlier. And then people can be cured of their disease, sometimes with just surgery. Sometimes it's both surgery with some chemotherapy, but we're finding it early. And that's the name of the game. So sometimes a person comes in for the screening procedure, and when they leave, they've already been completely treated for a cancer they otherwise would not have known they had. Yeah, because if it's in a polyp, and I take, you know, basically you're taking what looks like a lasso, sticking it around the polyp and cutting it off. And so sometimes when it goes to the pathologist, there's cancer in the very tip of the polyp, but not where you cut it off at the base. That's a cure. Mm -hmm. You just have to come back sooner to it, see us. Because it's, just, it's just totally contained. It's gone, yeah. This is a gone. really bad analogy, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
Imagine a mushroom growing yeah. on the inside wall of your intestine, and they get it at the stalk. Yes. That's okay. good. That's, right. I use that a lot. That's oh, exactly okay. how it is. Right. Yeah. I guess right. I'm not all that rich. And so that. if it is a cancer and we can't remove it, we biopsy it, we give you a tattoo, because then a surgeon can go in laparoscopically, see the tattoo, and just take out that one section. An internal tattoo? Yes. Wow. Did you write, like, mom? I can do any design as long as it's a circle. <laughs> yeah, just put and a any big color in as it. long as it's a black. Black yeah. and a circle I'm good at. <laughs> wow. So I don't put my initials or anything. <laughs> not, not that kind of doctor. I've yeah. been through the process myself twice. Because um, yeah. I've turned 50 twice. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it was no big deal. You know, I, don't know. I think the anxiety leading up is worse. I mean, let's face it, drinking bowel prep and going to the bathroom is, is not fun. Yeah. I remember I drank mine. I sat down on the bed. I was watching TV with my wife. My gut started gurgling and we both started laughing. And I said, well, there's going to be action pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it was. I mean, I, I thought it was an adventure. Will, Will Smith I, described his as a crime scene. He says, CSI <laughs> is going to have to arrive for this one. What does he eat? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I appreciate you said such nice things about my prep. Yeah, hey, clean is good. We really appreciate that. <laughs> you mean some people come in not so? Yeah, some people don't take it all, or they decide they're hungry at 2 in the morning oh, and geez. have a snack. Oh, or, no. Or I forgot, I slept through the alarm and do oh, the second half. No. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. That so can't and yet you still try you just, um, what do you do? Put, my, on the, put on the mud and snow tires a, and forge ahead? Hazmat suit. Yeah, especially with COVID, we're all in hazmat anyway. Oh. Now, if you're coming in and you tried to do a prep, I'll try to do your procedure if I can. Just because it's tough to drink that and take time off. And so yeah. we just do it. Wow. Most of the time, it's better than what they think. And we're happy about that. Yeah, just put her in four-wheel drive and forge ahead. <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if it's a brown out, we walk, we get out. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, because you can't see what you got to see. Can't see. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yes. So, have you had people? It's actually solid matter that. Oh, we're not getting through that. Once in a while, some yeah, and, and sometimes like if you have bad diverticulosis, which a lot of people have, but sometimes it's so severe it causes a partial blockage. It's so inflamed and narrowed you can't get around even with a scope, and so sometimes they have stool behind that. So. Oh. Okay. That's not super common, but not it does their happen. Fault. No, sometimes oh, that's genetic. Okay, yuck. Let's move on to something. Well, is there, there is such a thing as moving anything to pleasant in gastroenterology? Once you come out. Yeah, when it's over. Then, then yeah. That's, that's it. Everyone says it's the best sleep they had. So I, I slept so good. I, I'll agree to that. Yeah. 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 All right. You know, it's satisfying. You find something, you take care of it before it's a problem. Yeah. And then, you know. It was a good experience overall. Yeah. Ready to do it again? I would. I would. Yeah. Like right now? No. Apparently. Because we have a surprise for you, Doctor. <laughs> yeah. I brought my equipment. It's right in the car. <laughs> Lay down on the desk. And we and we'll we'll kind of we'll have to do it uh, kind of like uh, an NPR kind of thing. I'll narrate. <laughs> yeah. A tiny desk concert. <laughs> like a tiny desk concert, right? There you go. <laughs> so instead of that long microphone, it's, it's something else. Sigmoidoscope. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say anoscope. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Hill, so much. Oh, is there any kind of a, a Twitter or an email or a 
Facebook or something you want to put out there for people to be able to find? Oh, we're just at Sierra Nevada Gastroenterology. We're actually online, so you can look up that, Sierra Nevada Gastroenterology. And all of us are on there. There's five of us total. Okay. So Sierra Nevada Gastroenterology, if you want to learn more or uh, think that maybe you need to get this colonoscopy thing done, uh, have your doctor refer you to Dr. Hill. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. And we're doing all, uh, most of the consults are now um, just uh, phone consults, and we do do Zoom right now. Okay. Um, and then as far as the scopes go, um, everyone's got to wear a mask, and so we're just trying to be safe during this time right now. Okay, so protected for both you and for the patient. Absolutely. Just like what we're doing here. Yeah. All right, thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. Tune in next week when once again you will hear Dr. Mark Bond say, until next time, stay in good health.